This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing, means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focus without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's try. N-E-U-R-O gum dot com slash potential. Once again, that's trynerogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and my sous chef, Taylor Sokol. Yes, chef. Today we're we're reviewing the second season of the comedy drama television series, The Bear. This was created by Christopher Storer and directed by Christopher Storer and Joanna Callow. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed season one. Uh, this is the show starring Jeremy Allen White on Hulu, who is the young awarding when chef who uh, comes home to Chicago to try to make his uh, brother's restaurant work, uh, which is kind of a failing <laughs> infrastructure of a restaurant. But he's got uh, he's got some big ideas with it. Um, we like the tone of the first season. It's definitely it has comedy, but it's got a lot of drama to it too. It's not like. Uh, constant laugh out laughs but uh there's comedy elements for sure so we're excited to get into our second course of season two uh we will be discussing some spoilers today so uh anyway taylor what's kind of a brief synopsis of going from the end of season one into season two of the bear yes chef and uh yes spoilers is on the menu here so as we left last season you know, Carmi, uh, Jeremy Allen White's character, you know, kind of realizing that the restaurant is uh, the you know beef shop is uh, struggling and, you know, w- wanting to not only keep it afloat, but realizing I want to create something different. I'm good. Some new, you know, he almost lost all his chefs because of his style and what he was demanding. And so kind of came together with everyone, including his uh, sous chef and partner, Sydney. Um, saying, you know, we need to do, we need to be better. I need to be better. He's recovering from his past. He's dealing with the grief of his brother and um, also dealing with uh, being um, sober. 
So this is like a whole like thing. And so we start off the season, which is great because they're all like remodeling. They're basically taking the building from scratch, redoing it. And we're going to make this a high-end restaurant known as the bear, which I think is the, the, that's where the title comes from, which is great. And it's in Chicago. If you didn't realize this. So this whole idea that they're going to, and they reach out to uncle uh, played by Oliver Platt, who's awesome. It's so funny. As I older he gets, he looks more like Carl from up. I'm like, he could play a live action Carl. Um, I, I said that to my wife, we're watching this. She says she started laughing. We had to stop watching. I was like, oh my God, it's Carl. Anyway, sorry, Oliver. I just, if you need to do a live action role, that's for you. But um, they're like, hey, we this is what we need to do. We need this much of investment from you. He said, okay. But he's like, I want to return my investment. He's like, okay, well, if you don't see a return within a month, you own the place, which is worth over a million, $2 million. So they start from scratch. They're sending um, chefs to school to learn all these things. Meanwhile, Carmi's still dealing with that grief, but then he kind of reconnects with a um, friend from the past, the old neighborhood. He meets Claire and he's dealing with not only trying to focus on this restaurant, but also kind of rekindling this romance, um, which is really beautiful. So it really starts off on a, once again, fast paced note. What we talked about last season, we reviewed that show. We loved it. It was fast paced. It was quick. This one that I will tell you, there is some fast paced moments and stressful, but there's a lot of good smaller moments. And this show takes Carmi's journey and focus and expands it into the whole restaurant and all the other characters. I mean, yeah, from the very get go, you get like stressed out because they realize how much stuff they have to do to get this restaurant open. And it's a lot. Uh, It's a lot, a lot. I mean, first off, the whole place is a mess. So they have to, you know, fix and clean everything. They got to do a fire test. They got to do uh, the test for this. They got to do the, the lighting, the wiring. I mean, everything before you can even think about just the menu itself and, and how you're going to plate. And I mean, it's it's crazy. And they don't have a lot of money. You know, that's why they're going back to Uncle to kind of get, you know, get funds. And, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, he's like, I already gave you money and it, it didn't work out. So, you know, and there was the money that he had lent to Michael that, you know, was supposed to be given back. And he's like, why? And it's like, why should I even invest in this? And it's like, yeah, because this, this can work. This restaurant will work and it's going to be great. Which I have a question real quick. Cause maybe I missed something. Cause I understand this whole season, but last season they found all this money in these tomato jars. Mm-hmm. So what was that money used for? Was that used for all the renovations or just to pay off some of the debts? I think it was just to keep the, the business going at the end there. Okay. Cause this, this I is remember. a time hump. Okay. I was just making sure. That's what I thought. I mean, Cause that was like, I think supposed to be, yeah, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the, again, this is always the issue when you like, when you have a, a little bit of a time between seasons, uh, you, you know, almost you rewatch watch, it or like you recap. watch so many things and even with the recap, you'd be like, wait, what was that for? But especially these ways, you can times. tell the stress of trying to make this place work is getting to Carmi and a lot of the people. But while they're trying to do all this, yes. What was beautiful about the season is all the different chefs, are kind of off to different journeys to better themselves and learn new techniques or just get more of a proper high-end restaurant education because we're not going to be doing this little deli anymore. This is going to be you know high-end restaurant. And that was a lot of focus on some of the episodes, which I actually thought were beautiful, uh, especially one in particular that was, I think, one of the best episodes of the season, in the tail end of the season. Uh, Richie is one of the best characters. Yvonne Moss, Bacharach, who... He, cousin is so fun to watch because he's got such an anger to him um, and just you know he's so stuck in his ways but there's a lot of heart to him as well I mean obviously he's got his connection with his his daughter and his ex-partner 
but he has to go to this high end, like one of the best restaurants in the world. And he goes for a whole episode where he's uh, trained to basically just learn their ways of how they operate. And, how, you know, this is a, this is a restaurant where people wait six months, you know, to get a reservation. Oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. And so it's very, very intense with uh, their preparation how they handle things. And he takes it very seriously. And he literally comes out like transformed and like he comes back to the restaurant the next day and he's like, what's the suit? I wear suits now. I just like, I laugh because he's like, oh, and he like from a character that was so stressful and like demanding of other people first season, he has such a great arc where he like really comes together. Like I need to take this seriously and I need to, everyone has a journey of self-discovery, but also better than themselves, both personally and professionally. And that was just it, but it's funny, but also pretty awesome to see yeah we got uh marcus played by lionel boyce who uh he's the 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 pastry chef here um he gets to go to europe and he gets to train under uh, i mean this whole season had a ton of like great cameo roles cameos stuff, upon cameos yeah will poulter here as luca who is this uh you know copenhagen based chef who's uh very intense with uh baking and uh, bakery products and so he's learning under his wing there's a really sweet moment where the whole time like he's you know he's very uh give and take with this guy uh there's no like animosity you know he he knows he's he's learning from this and i feel so bad for him because his mom is is going through this illness right now so he's just trying to keep connecting with you know his mom back home but he's trying to better himself and there's a really fun moment where it's like one of those little easter eggs you have to kind of catch it later where Will Poulter says, you know, I used to work at a restaurant and I, you know, gave it everything I got and I worked and I worked and I worked and I realized I was, you know, working with this other guy and I realized one day that he had surpassed me. He was better than me. And uh, and that's why he kind of left and went to, to Europe. And you find out later, there's a little Easter egg moment where when Richie's leaving the high-end restaurant that Carm used to work at, which another great moment was uh, we have the uh, wonderful Olivia Coleman, who is the head chef of that yes. restaurant, Chef Terry. And there's another a little one. beautiful exchange where, you know, with with her and Richie, he sees a picture on the wall of Carmi and Will Poulter's character. And so you, like it was a few episodes later, but you realize, oh, that was Carmi was the chef that surpassed, you know, Luca, uh, which was fun. You get Tina and Abraham who are, off to this like chef class and you know, they have to wear like these nice suits. And and I, I kind of love that because a lot of the first season kind of played like they knew what they were doing, but because they're older, they weren't like always given the respect and there's a lot more respect and, and balance for, you know, an old dog can learn new tricks. And, and really with Tina too, giving her much more like uh, attention to like, she, she matters, uh, especially by Carmi. Because, you know, Carmi, a lot of this, the first season, even this, he is kind of a hot rod sometimes. Um, he Oh, he, super. He, like, he's demanding respect, not earning it. Yeah, he goes to uh, anger a lot. And I thought he he cooled his jets more for some moments in the season. But, my God, he just hit his angry side. Um, and a lot of this, you know, we connect with Sydney. Sydney in this, her duty just kind of, she feels like she's losing her taste palate. And she's kind of losing her her way with cooking. And so she's trying a bunch of foods from different places. And what was interesting is because we don't know if this restaurant's even going to open. On yeah, time and or t- yeah, exactly. Because the, 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 basically the agreement is they have to do it by a certain date or uncle's going to pull everything. 
So they have they only have so much time to try to open because they need to make X amount of money to pay him back because Carmi stupidly was like, We'll pay you back in full in 18 months. <laughs> and it's like we have to are we gonna even open in 12 months? Who knows? Uh and what I love about her character is we get more connection with like her dad. We get to learn more about like her mom who passed when she was young. Um and her kind of almost like eagerness to should I go elsewhere? Is Carmi really the best partner to be in business with? Because he keeps a lot of secrets from me. There's a lot of things that he does not keep her uh, attention with. Loop, like, well, he just kind of he's like, are we partners? But I'm kind of going rogue. I mean, it was I kind of like look at both sides of it because it's like, hey, we need to take this wall down. And she's like, I hadn't seen you all day, and you came by to start making decisions. I'm like, well, he's like, well, it had to come down, so I have to tell you about something that's going to happen anyway, regardless of your decision. But it's like, no, I just want to be aware. And I mean, this is like, and that's part of this, you know, beauty of that. Like you kind of see like what I like is refreshing about their relationship. And like when I was watching with my wife and she said, maybe there's a romantic. I don't think there is. I think there's just level of professionalism that they're both perfectionists and they want to do some great. She, he believes in this vision. She believes in his vision, but she wants to, I'm like, if we're going to be partners, let's do it. So there's both of them demanding respect of themselves and each other and their team. So I think that's kind of a more refreshing dynamic than other things we've seen before. Carmi's sister, uh, played by Abby Elliott, Sugar, who, you know, she's dealing with managing this whole place and also finding out that she's pregnant. Yep. So there's a lot also with that connection of just the amount of work and stress and trying to run this place, but she's pregnant. And what was so interesting is when they started to kind of develop that storyline, we get what is probably one of the best episodes of this whole season. I, w- I would say the last two and this one I'm about to talk about, were pretty close, but we get this whole, the longest episode of the season, like an hour long episode um, to have a flashback episode of a Christmas dinner with our family. And Oh my gosh, they were like, just because we're going to have, uh, family members we need to cast. We're not just going to cast nobody. We're going to cast some big, heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it was really exciting when, you know, John Bernthal was great in the first season. I'm glad they bring him back. They bring him back. his brother, Mikey. But my God, we have a cavalcade of cameos. Starting off with Mom, we get Jamie Jamie Lee Lee Curtis. Curtis. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And you just see how, like, she is so high strong and, like, she's, like, probably a little, um, a little OCD, a little probably uh, a lot of anxiety and stress, and she feels yeah. like maybe suicidal. Um, she's cooking this giant dinner. I mean, there's, there's this the was seven fish with this holiday seven. dinner, which is hilarious. Like, why are you making this difficult? But yeah, you see where it comes from with Mikey and Carm. You just see the with the the matriarch of the family, and then we get all these people. We've get um, uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, Uncle Uncle Lee. Uh, who's actually the on again, off again boyfriend? It's affectionately called Uncle of the Mom, um, which I'm like, oh, we got Saul Goodman. Then we got Sarah Paulson, uh, cousin of Michael um, and, and Carmen, uh, Carmen yeah. and Natalie. And then John Mulaney as um, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, which is just so funny to see, see John um, John come up all these little cameos with his like his long hair and the scruff. He's going for the scruff. I like it. And um, yeah, this this whole scene was just chaotic and then then it comes down and then we get to this dinner scene and it's just very intense you just and you see like 
it's it's great because of the family dynamic. You see all the love here and there, and then you see them picking on each other. You see the healthy but unhealthy dynamic of the relationship. You see why people are the way they are. And it's very interesting to see like Mikey and Carmi's relationship where they're both hot-headed. And it's a shame because they they had this dream together. And I think there's a lot of that guilt too that Carmi left to become a big shot. And I think there's resentment, but there's also he resents himself because I left my family. He's like, but I had, he had to get out. He had to get out of that situation. Yeah, and like him coming back and wanting to like help his brother. Like you know, this is where he's kind of like, look, I want to, I want to come to the beef. I want to help you out. And is seeing like there's there's already that depression and sadness in Michael that he he's not you know he's not all there, which is going to lead to his unfortunate uh, suicide. And just, I mean, yeah, it's like stress and, and and crazy. And and the one scene that was really like, wow, was Bob Odenkirk and John Bernthal. I mean, you know, he keeps thinking at him like you keep saying the same stories over and again. Like, obviously, this is like the the peak stories that Michael knows. So he's going to tell them. Yeah, because he's a small town. I mean, he's in Chicago. It's a yeah. small town, you know, guy you always hasn't see the been same out. stories. And it's just like. It, it keeps going back and forth and and Michael's throwing forks at him. He's like, get thrown in and eventually gets to the point where he's like, you're nothing. You are nothing. And you just see how like it affects him. And then at one point they're like, where did, uh, where did Donna go? And then she drives into the house. She, she takes her car and is driven into the house and she's just laughing and they're trying to get her out of the house. And the thing is the way they kept, filming these shots where it's like boom 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 and then they play that later because what was such a pivotal scene was when they do open this restaurant and the tail end of this you know they they get the fireproof test they need to do they're ready to go they got the menu ready they're gonna have a huge crowd as opening night's going on and at one point carmy who's very frustrated because things are not really, you know, some things were like cold and need to be reheated. And it's just, you know, he's trying to, you know, get and plus the whole time he's trying to deal with Claire because him and Claire have been kind of like having struggles because he's focusing too much on the restaurant and not with her. And this could be vice versa. Yeah. And Richie and all the people are like, come on, man, you have a chance with Claire. Like, you know, you love this girl. Don't mess it up. You can do both. You can have your cake and eat in the freezer. The freezer closes on him and he's stuck in there. Yeah. And it was so stressful to watch. Everyone else had to like, you know, Richie just takes over. He's he's boss man. Yeah, he becomes Rain Man back there. Like, all right, five minutes, let's go. And uh, you know, we even have um Sydney's like doing her thing and and she's like, You gotta, you know, she, she has Tina now become her sous chef, which was great. And they're they're doing it, they're they're killing it. But you have Carmi in this freezer and he's got all this uh you know, anger one because no one can get him out. The door and, thing is, stuck. and he's he's stressing out. Like his mind is all oh, like, mm-hmm. like it's probably. And he's seen visuals of everything. Like he's seen his brother, his family, his mom, and like everything. he's like he's he's unraveling all there. Yeah, and he's yeah. even like he saw one person in the restaurant. And it looked like the old chef that he worked with, and it realized it it wasn't him. Or like you know, the audience does. So you're kind of he's like, what the heck's going on? But it's very interesting too. I laugh about this scene. It's like. So nobody had to get back in that walk-in fridge or freezer at all during the whole time. Like nobody needed yeah, anything. They, they had all the supplies they needed. That makes yeah. me, that was the only it was a was little like far-fetched part. <laughs> I think it was a little like we had to have this moment to like we wanted to write this moment so that you know for the dramatic effect of what if our lead chef is now 
<laughs> stuck in a situation where he can't get out. And it's Finally, opening it's opening night, night yeah. and he can't he can't yeah. work. And even like you know him starting to panic and freak out, and and him and Richie are talking, and they do this great visual moment where we have you can see Carmi within the freezer, and they have this door in the center, and Richie out here, and they're just yelling and fighting, and he keeps slamming the door. And at one point he admits that he's like, I don't think that I'm good enough for Claire. And he's like, that's why I don't think it would work out. And she hears it. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, she lets off. And then he's like, Claire, Claire, Claire. Like you can tell he's just so upset. But so it did kind of leave off and like, almost like, oh my gosh, is this how this, you know, show ends? And, but they do kind of a nice moment where it's like, okay, I think she, she's willing to give him a chance. Um, You know, it's, it's, obviously she does come to learn that like he's stuck in the fridge like it wasn't like he's like you know he's like like you know um wasn't like you know by his own doing like he was like you know but it's i think it's a nice moment that uh we see that uh you know the restaurant did happen it did come to um it'll be very interesting to see where they go in season three with the success of the restaurant um you know, would they expand at all what they would do, but also for Carmi and Claire and the other relationships, uh, just what it might mean. So, uh, I mean, the show is just, it's so good. Like, and they, they really took it up a notch. Um, like they took it up, like the comedy was there. Cause some of the times it's just fun to hear them yell at each other or the frustration, but the dramatic way they played a lot of these scenes it was really just gripping um it's fun to see that it all came to the restaurant did come to in the end but for that whole sequence of the stress of the orders coming in and him stuck under the fridge i mean gosh it's just like, well there was also and then sydney's kind of taken over like she becomes main chef and there's a moment of anxiety when she sees the receipt thing like oh, wait is it up and printing it because in the previous season they did this whole new method and none of the orders were coming in so they were backed up backed up so it is just really great to show not only the dynamic of working restaurants and what's like behind the kitchen, all that, the fact that they can take the main scope of the story and expand it without losing the integrity of each character. I thought they did a very good job with this season and great soundtrack and just great love letter to Chicago as well. And the food of Chicago, if you will. Um, I really found myself enjoying the season even more than the first one. Yeah. I think it was a, you know, they've just advanced it in the right ways and, uh, I'm excited to see where they go with season three. So for me, season two of the bear, um, it was a delicious second course and uh, <laughs> all the flavors you need of comedy drama and just great attention for these characters and the acting is top notch. So I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Solid nine out of 10. Yes. Can't wait for the third course season three. Uh, I think it's still a go, but we shall see, especially with what's going on with the writer strike. Who knows? Might be but- a while. Yes, but you can go check out seasons one and two of The Bear is streaming exclusively on Hulu. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.